Welcome back to KCW, KCWU News Central here on 88.1 The Berg. I'm Soma Lambert, your host, joined by Brendan Dolman and Bryce Junquist to my right. Over the course of the last year, student me- CW student media outlets have been in the national spotlight on more than one occasion. Back in October, Pulse Magazine and The Observer went to Dallas, Texas for the National College Media Convention. In addition, just last quarter, the members from The Observer and Pulse who went to that Dallas convention also attended the Midwinter National College Journalism Convention. We sat down with Eric Rosane from The Observer, a co-editor, and the editor-in-chief of Pulse Magazine, Lexi Phillips, to discuss their progress of their respective products and the benefits of attending these conventions. Super helpful, and I feel like, you know, bringing people there makes, kind of garners more dedication to what they're doing. Um, You see it on more of a, you know, past just central, more of a national level. Um, But we a lot of tips on like how to better our staff how to uh, better keep staff how to work as a more unified unit um, as opposed to just a bunch of people doing their jobs and that's going to really help the magazine we also got some tips on how to uh, better our social media presence which we're working on Um, yeah I think it was just mainly Growing our presence and becoming more unified as a group. Pulse was awarded first place for their hashtag U2 project, which was a multimedia virtual reality experience put together by their new Pulse video producer, Jocelyn Waite. As for The Observer, they placed fifth in the convention's most competitive and prestigious category, Best Weekly Newspaper. Their submitted issue featured an, an investigative piece put together by senior dur- senior digital journalism major and now co-editor Eric Rosane. We're definitely going up against some of the top newspapers um, in the country, you know, big four, four-year institutions such as uh, Michigan State University. Uh, we're also there with some of the smaller community colleges that have really great journalism programs such as uh, Southwestern uh, College, I, I believe it's the community college down in uh, California. So we do definitely do get a lot of criticism. We also get, uh, of course, with our reward three rewards that we took awards that we took home, we get uh, some praise. Uh, but it's really just uh, uh, mostly the way those conferences break down is you know you're, you're in sessions pretty much a majority of the day. It's all about taking home information that can make your job, the people around you's job, and your reporter's job uh, more efficient. Uh, and also learn a lot about the experience of being a journalist. Thank you to Lexi Phillips and Eric Rosane for coming in this past week and talking with us here on KCWU Morning News. And on a related note, Washington State recently passed a new free speech bill. Brendan, do you have more on that? Yes, I do. Thank you, Soma. Governor Jay Inslee signed off on a new bill that will allow student journalists at the high school and collegiate level to write what they want without any fear of reproduction repercussion from the administration. This bill was passed in large part to the persistence of CWU freshman Mariah Viles, who spoke before the House Judiciary Committee in Olympia earlier this year. I spoke with Mariah about the bill and what it means going forward for student journalists. 
Mariah Vias, thank you for coming on KCWU Morning News. Yeah, nice to be here. So the first question I have for you, can you tell us about the New Voices Act for someone who doesn't know what it is? Yeah, so basically this bill makes it so that administrators cannot censor student journalists as long as those student journalists still follow the rules of the First Amendment and um, do not put any libelous content out. So can you give me a little bit on the background on the bill? How did it start? How did you fall into doing this? Yeah, so my first year in high school, my yearbook um, advisor started bringing up the bill to me and to my fellow journalism staff members. My second year in high school, um, my journalism advisor invited Senator Joe Fain up to have lunch with my journalism program, kind of wanted to learn about what we were doing and why the bill was important to us. And uh, shortly after that lunch and that meeting, Senator Joe Fain decided he was going to sponsor the bill. So has the bill passed yet? Yeah, actually, officially, it passed on March 2nd, I believe, and I was actually at a journalism conference in Long Beach, California, and I got to sit around the table with the New Voices crew there, the people who obviously started the bill and whatnot, and hear it get passed with them, and that was a real cool experience. Did you guys have any opposition to the bill? Uh, I think there were, we won by a really big majority, like 90-something, so like, um, as for the actual voting, no. So it was pretty widely supported, you would say? Yeah, now, after a lot of work and a lot of time, it did end up being, you know, widely supported. So, kind of going back to it, this bill is a way of protecting student journalists. Am I correct there? Yeah, you're totally correct. So, basically, and, like, my favorite thing to talk about now, and, like, my biggest thing is, you know, censored news is the fake news here. So, you focus on, you know, allowing student journalists to learn real journalism and to focus on, you know, learning journalism ethics from day one, and then you're going to have a promising, you know, student journalist uh, or professional journalist tomorrow. Yeah, doing some research on this, I saw that some high schools and colleges have, quote, prior review policies. Do you know about those, and can you tell me about that? Yeah, so actually I was really lucky to go to a school that didn't practice prior review policy, but prior review is basically where before a student publication, whether it be a newspaper, um, a broadcast, a you know yearbook, go to print, um, they have to send their content over to their administrators, of which their administrators um, can not only make like content edits, but actually have the right, or have the right, I should say, now that it's passed, to take out um, any content that they don't agree with. So do you believe that some schools need some authority over the media coming out? Like, should they be able to protect themselves? But also, where does that come into students' rights? So what's your opinion on that? You know, I believe that whether you are in school or out of school, um, you know, you still have your First Amendment right. And I think um, one of the articles I wrote, I talked about how just because you're in school, does that mean that you're, you know, your rights are stripped away from you when you walk in the door? Um, You know, public school or, you know, I mean, you're still in public school. Can you tell me a little bit about your situation specifically? And because I want to bring up the idea that schools are state funded or most of them. Was your club state funded? Tell me about that. And how does that play into the First Amendment versus the New Voices Act? Yeah. So actually, my yearbook program was a class. It wasn't a club. And, um, you know, our revenue is what generated our program. So all the supplies we bought were off of a surplus and, So that's kind of where I step in and I say, okay, well, you know, we're paying for our publication as long as, you know, my advisor who didn't let me touch a publish button until he knew that I knew every single rule of everything and he knew that I knew what was right from wrong, did not let me publish anything, then no, I feel like there's no reason for administration to step in. So looking back at all of this, do you believe student journalists as a whole feel like their voices are being censored? Because you guys bring up this problem and... I question it and think, okay, do only a couple students think this, or is this broad? 
You know, I think that I personally would say it's abroad, but I, again, I can't really speak. You know, I came from an uncensored environment, but I do have a couple friends who told me that, like, they weren't allowed to write about out-of-state colleges. They weren't allowed to write about parking. They weren't allowed to write about, you know, anything that they didn't agree with with the administration. Um, luckily enough, like I said, I had a former principal who was all for student press rights, and if he did have an issue with something, you know, he would come to us and talk to our editors. Mariah, thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. This bill is an enormous step forward for student journalists, but although this bill has been passed, students still need to be aware of First Amendment rules, including libel and slandering content that could get them in trouble. Thank you for that, Brendan. As we're going to head to our next break here on KCW News Central, later on in the program, we'll have the staff of Central News Watch in studio to talk with us about their progress as the sometimes forgotten third student media outlet here on campus and perhaps maybe even a favorite Terry Redout moment or quote because if you've been a part of that program you know that there are many but coming up right after the break CW Police Lieutenant Mike McPherson discusses the recent YouTube headquarters shooting so stick around in KCWU News Central that will be back in one minute 